0: Right on. Welcome to the Voices in Recovery podcast, brought to you by Freedom's Path Recovery Society. We are not affiliated with any 12-step fellowship, nor do we wish to propose only one solution to any problem. We want to welcome as many disciplines at work as there are people trying to get better. We understand how different solutions can greatly increase an individual's chance of survival. Regardless of where you are right now, where you're going, or where you've been, we want to welcome you, one and all. We hope to illuminate the process of recovery by sharing as many human triumph stories as we can. Why, you might ask so that we can show others we can and do build stable lives from a former state of chaos, desperation, and hopelessness. As a part of my life and work, I am able to hear wonderful stories from amazing humans on a regular. Uh, my hope is to share those with you and so that you can understand how resilient and brave we actually are. Tonight's guest is my brother, Nathan Lurie, and he runs NJL Body Health Solutions. Uh, I'm going to let him talk about the work that he does because I will just inevitably mess it up. Uh, He is super smart, however, he paid me to say that, uh, and it runs in the family. I said that of my own accord because it does. You can contact him at 587-899-1976 or info at njltraining.com. And by that, I mean email that address. Last week, I gave a shout-out to a guy and didn't tell anybody how to get in touch with him. <laughs> so it was So kind of, kind of like a slap in the face It shout was out. more like this is a shout-out, but also <laughs> don't call him because I don't, I'm just kidding. I'm going to shout-out to him again. His name is Steve. He's a friend of mine. He owns Imagine Painting. He's available for large or small painting projects. Steve can help you out www.imaginepainting.ca is his website. His phone number is 403-305-8786. And if you tell him you called because you heard it on Voices in Recovery, you will get 5% off of whatever you are having done. (sighs) Okay, I did give the contact information this time. So anyway, please remember that Any and all opinions shared and heard are those of the individuals and not a reflection of Freedom's Path Recovery Society or any other entity. We all have opinions and we have a right to them. We wish to honor all people, wherever they might be along their process. In order to provide our guests and listeners with a sincere and genuine experience, all persons involved in the podcast have a right to their opinions, regardless of how crappy or wonderful those opinions might be. Loosely defining recovery as a process of adjusting to changes in life prior to, during, or after a life event or events which have caused residual trauma of some kind in the individual's life. This can include but is not exclusive to alcoholism, chemical dependencies, process addictions, mental illness, codependency, medical challenges, grief, etc. Chances are good that some or all of the individuals on this program tonight may use strong language adult themes and situations it is not suitable for children unless they are accompanied by a parent or guardian or have the explicit permission of those individuals without further ado i'd like to introduce my brother nathan Lurie. hello (laughs) how's it going man good how you doing good dude i thought you were like really gonna make me dig there um why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself dude if i can speak um what would you like to know I don't know, man. Like, tell us about your life, bro. Like,
1: <laughs> My life. Yeah.
0: No, tell us. Like, I don't know. Tell us what you want, man. I want to hear about the incredible work you're doing with people in terms of movement therapy and some of the stuff and how that applies can apply, not just specifically the movement therapy. And again, I don't know what to call it. Um, <coughs> that's but, what. That's what
1: it is. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's in a nutshell. That's what what I'm doing. It's okay. Movement therapy. So it's combination of uh, decompression, soft tissue therapy with corrective exercise.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And so you just wrote a book. Yeah. What's the name of your book?
1: Uh, it's called myofascial exercise for the modern day
0: for the modern day. And how can people get it?
1: Uh, you can order it on Amazon if you just, uh, search myofascial exercise or you can contact me directly at 899 five, eight, seven, eight, nine, nine, one, nine, seven, six, and pick a copy up at my office.
0: Okay, cool, man. So tell us about it. What, what, what does it entail?
1: Um, I wrote the book simply because probably 90% of the clients that I've been working with the last couple of years were all having the same kind of symptoms from sitting behind a desk okay. all day long. Yeah. So um, they call it, uh, I'm going to get this name wrong because I'm not a technical person, uh, ketose, ke- ketosis of the thoracic. So it's like the hunchback. Of sitting oh, okay. behind the desk for too long. Yeah. Um, so it, the book was just kind of something that I was messing with for a couple of years, just to kind of help relieve tension in the back. Right on, for people. So. So how does it work? Uh the book.
0: Yeah, the book. Well, it has pages and uh-huh. put them together and then they, they open one at a time. Well,
1: I started with one word and I ended with a few more.
0: This is always the danger of like talking to your brother. <laughs> I threw Seriously. some pictures in there. Dude, I'm glad you're here. Um, so in Recovery Man, we, we try to get along in, in, ma- in a manner that is more healthy than what we were doing before right so in order to replace some of our unhealthy habits with healthier habits uh how does this kind of exercise how would this affect the brain um the brain and recoveries potentially the body uh the heart that kind of stuff
1: um i i don't know a lot about addiction but i know that it's a uh, i know mentally um it's almost like an obsession and so can fitness. Fitness can be an obsession as well. So replacing one, one thing with another is still an addiction, right? I've worked with a lot of people in the fitness industry that are addicted to fitness and it's just as unhealthy mentally and emotionally, but because they focus on the physical, there's not a lot of attention put on it Mm -hmm. as an addiction Yeah, because it's, Physical.
0: And it's considered healthy.
1: Yeah. And so, I mean, exercise can be, and it and it is. Yeah. But I mean, you can turn anything into an unhealthy obsession. Yeah. Right. So
0: one of the things that happens to us when we, when we do so, well, some of us, I shouldn't say all of us, because it's never like that, right? But mm-hmm. um, one of the things that happened to me, say, when I sobered up was I needed more exercise than I was getting before, and I needed it all of a sudden, right? So it seemed like three hours in the gym, seven days a week was a good idea right? But you, can you tell us like how damaging that is to the body? Cause uh, I know it is.
1: Right? That, it's so. more damaging to the brain because really? it's, that's what you're trying to deal with yeah. is stuff in the brain mm-hmm. by physically exerting yourself. Yeah. But the brain controls the body. So even I've if you, this. even if you work out, like you said, three hours a day, super high intensity, if you don't change the way you think about it, it, you're still gonna feel the same way, mm-hmm. right? Just you, you'll change aesthetically, but what what does that mean?
0: I don't know what does it mean,
1: right? To, that's what I mean. Like what what is? If you are into physique competitions and stuff like that, then you have to do that type of training. There's mm-hmm. there's no other option. But as far as recovery, exercising with purpose is better than exercising with intensity. Ah, okay. Right? So it's almost like moving, moving meditation. I guess could be. Mm-hmm a way to phrase it. Yeah. So slow down, think about what you're doing instead of just work as hard as possible, because really you're releasing endorphins to feel a certain way. Like you do when you have an addiction, whatever that yeah. addiction is. Right. Yeah. So it's, it, it's kind of counterintuitive to work out that way. Yeah. For that purpose.
0: Well, it did. And it did seem that way too, right? Yeah, like it, that's it, a
1: lot. Seven days a week. Yeah. That's 21 hours a week. Yeah. That's a and lot. That,
0: that was, I w- I'm probably like undercutting that a bit. Because yeah. I was sick, right? So I was like trying to get away from all the crap that I
1: was. Yeah. doing. Yeah, and I and I'm sure it probably helped during that period to keep you distracted. Mm-hmm. But that's inevitably that's what that is. Yeah. That's a distraction, right? Okay.
0: And and so I don't know a whole lot about it about uh, like eating disorders and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But overtraining is um, wh- what I've heard. Overtraining is a part of the eating disorder. Like, it kind they kind of go hand in hand. So. Yeah,
1: because of the same fair. idea. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you can you go from being an extreme one direction, and if you are tired of that direction, you're going to go the extreme in the other direction. Mm. So people who don't work out who become obese will work out super super hard, super lean, never have anything outside of a restricted diet, which is just as unhealthy mm-hmm. because you're you're restricting yourself mentally and emotionally, right? Yeah which is worse than physical. Most of our ailments come from mental and emotional self-abuse than than physical. Mm. I mean So what you, do you mean you, by
0: that? Like how do they come from that?
1: Uh most illnesses come from the way that we first of all feel about ourselves just mm-hmm. in general and then the way we think and our environment that we put ourselves in. So mm-hmm. mentally and emotionally if you're unhealthy just because you look healthy doesn't make that so, right?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's interesting because I I always thought like for well, I didn't always think it, but in the back of my mind yes, for, you did,
1: you always <laughs> for knew for a it.
0: long time. I thought that in like di- diabetes for one. Mm-hmm. So I thought that in my mind for the longest time, the picture of someone with diabetes was someone who was overweight, right? But I've learned through the years that that's not the case. That's it's overweight doesn't equal diabetes. No because i have some friends of mine that are incapable of putting weight on and they they have diabetes yeah and, and just and like the extreme version of it
1: and when i was in the military i trained with guys that were medically overweight they would go to a doctor do the little bmi testing and all the stuff that the primitive medical field does they still do that i i think so really i mean the last time i was at the family doctor he you know said i was obese technically <laughs> Which is, I mean, that's, so so that's why do they still use it though? Like, because uh, it's, so it's archaic and they don't, they don't want to change the way that they think about it, right? Yeah. That's why more people are going holistic and naturopathic because you, you got to evolve. Yeah. I mean, science has proven a lot of this stuff is wrong, right? Mm-hmm. So, but uh, anyway, when I was in the military, I trained with guys that were technically obese and they could run forever mm-hmm. and never get tired. So how is that? It can't be a gauge of how healthy you are. It. Right?
0: Yeah, like I I don't think it is a gauge. And, um, I don't know if you remember this, even we were kids in Diamond Bar, we got chased by that overweight like sheriff's deputy up that hill, up that hill. And you remember he caught us? Oh yeah. And he was like, he was I remember big.
1: pooping in my pants <laughs> because he was giant and I was like eight years old.
0: And he moved like a machine, dude. <laughs> yeah, like he did. He, he was off duty. We ding dong ditched his house, <laughs> and then we, we ran. And the next thing you know, we both get caught from behind. Oh, and, like, literally, we're kids. We're fast. We're, like, resilient. We thought we were fast. We thought we were fast. Yeah. And then, like, the whole way after that, I'm like, dude, is he, like, like a marathoner or, like, what's going on? But he was a big dude. Like, mm-hmm. so, obviously, big doesn't equal, like, anything, really. No. Just big. Yeah. Because really. yeah. I'm big and I'm beautiful. That's all
1: I can say. You are. So can, so can exercise. So beautiful.
0: <laughs> can ex- that's weird, man. That's creepy when your brother says that. Especially
1: in that tone, right?
0: Yeah. Dave, you're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, I'm just going to touch your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. So how do you That's train? a different
1: podcast, man. That's well, weird. That's what we're doing. Oh, okay.
0: It's all a part of it, man. This is the cool Oh, this thing. is live? Oh. Yeah. Well, this, <laughs> I thought it's we were just live. hanging out. <laughs> yeah. That's um, the cool. As far as I'm concerned, that's the coolest thing about this: is that you can just like talk to whoever you want, even in the middle of the thing. Yeah, right. Like it's pretty cool. So, if you're to use, what's the best way to detox using exercise?
1: Uh, it depends on what you mean by detox. Like, are we detoxing the the physical part of detox, like the chemicals, mm-hmm. the the bad blood cells, the toxins in the body? Because the best thing is is to sweat. I mean, that's that's why we sweat because mm-hmm. that releases those out okay. of our lymph nodes, right? Yeah. Um, but detoxing. So I use I'll try to try to relate it to, to make it applicable. So or I have just clients. Just make it so I can understand it because I'm. Well, mad. I have clients that come to me that have perceived injury. Mm. So we have to detox the brain. We have to change. A perceived cha- injury. What does that mean? So I had a lady. She couldn't bend down. And touch her shoes without her back going into like spasm. Yeah. But it wasn't physical. It was, she had an injury five, six years ago. And then her brain, her brain rewired that this movement was bad for her. So it sent pain, uh, pain firing from the nervous system that she was in pain. That every time she bent down, her back would start to hurt. So when she came to me, yeah, she was afraid to bend to bend over to touch her really? touch her feet.
0: So what happened when she would do it though?
1: uh well, I mean, perceived to me from the outside, it would it would spasm. So her back would spasm. So you could see that. We could she well, no, she was telling me she could yeah. feel it. Okay. But so what we, we did is we took it down to ten percent speed. So you you start on your knees. Yeah. You bend down. You touch the ground. You started to go to a kneeling position. Bend down. Touch the ground. Mm-hmm. So the brain starts to register. Okay, so these are okay. Mm-hmm. These movements are fine. Then you stand up, you go slow, touch the knees, touch the shins, touch the floor. Mm-hmm. And then now she's, yeah, she's good. Really? Yeah, she's back running. She's back exercising. Dude, I, no I back find pain.
0: that. I'm fascinated by
1: that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's part of the neuroplasticity. And it's stuff that I'm not an expert in. Yeah. But I've, I've started to do courses and, and study mm-hmm. this stuff now. Because this will be the evolution of like my business anyways yeah i mean as a trainer you have to evolve
0: yeah like i so. mean and what happens like when um because you have to stay up to speed on some of this information because I don't, I don't know what it looks like to me as an outsider now because i haven't been able to lift or, or do that stuff mm-hmm. for, for a long time for well it feels like forever now but um as an outsider i just i wonder it's it's pretty fascinating to hear that story though, right? Like to be, to have the brain tell you so many times you can't do it. And I, I'm, I'm saying it's fascinating, but I, I believe you first of all, because I've experienced it where your brain yeah. says you can't do something. Right. So because my back injury yep, for the long, for a few years there, I, I was unable, unable to bend out. Yeah. Right. Like unable. So even when I'm in my day to day now, when I know I can do it, Right. There's still a part of my brain that says, don't do it. Right.
1: And when you go to do something, the, the fire, the connection, the synopsis between the nervous system, central nervous system and your body will create a pain point. Mm -hmm. Right. So I work with myofascia. So the fascia in the body has 10 times more receptors in it than your muscle. Hmm. So the nervous system communicates with the fascia more than with the muscle but it's more on a mental and emotional stage. Really? So that that's what I'm getting into. Yeah. Is, it's movement through fascia, but it's, it's why, why is it so integrated with how we feel and what we think? Mm-hmm. With what we feel, like our pain, our body's yeah. pain, right? Or not pain, depending on you. Yeah. So oh, man, I don't
0: even know what to say about that.
1: Well, <laughs> oh, I, I mean, and there's people <laughs> out there that are, I mean, geniuses in this field, right? Yeah. So I'm just starting to understand, well, wanting to understand it and learn about it. So tell tell me
0: tell us a little bit more about the myofascial. Fascial? Fascia. Fascia. See? I, yeah, I that's, totally, right. that's why I didn't say it last week, man. I was like, there's no way I'm going to get that out. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. You can call it
1: myofascial.
0: You rascal. <laughs> <laughs> you rascal myofascial. So
1: myo, myo is means muscle. Okay. And fascia is connective tissue. Okay. So myofascia is just... The connection between, so if you, and no offense to any vegans out there. I mean, a lot of offense to the vegans out there. <laughs> if you eat a nice piece of steak and there's that white <laughs> swirl that you see, it kind of looks like fatty tissue. Mm-hmm. That's actually the the deep layer of fascia in the muscle, oh, which okay. controls the contraction and expansion of the bundles. So the it controls bundles. it and
0: it's also tasty.
1: Yeah, it is very tasty. <laughs> but the superficial fascia is a white collagen that covers the entire body from Mm. plantar fascia in your feet to cranial fascia on the top of your head oh okay so if you were to just take the skin off somebody and you see that white kind of filmy that's the fascia all right and that controls posture without it we're a bag of bones
0: really okay so what's the relationship how does the fascia have a emotional and intellectual relationship with, is it because of the receptors that it yeah. has? Yeah, okay. it's because
1: of obviously how we obviously how we think controls how we move. So um, I want, I don't want to get the terms wrong, so I'm going to use the layman term. Voluntary nervous system yeah. is moving your arms like me right now. I'm telling my body to do this. Uh, involuntary is like uh, blood pressure, breathing. Because mm-hmm. I mean, you just you breathe when you come out of the womb, right? Yeah. But you have to learn how to move. Mm-hmm. So the connection between fascia and how we feel is from day one. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's.
0: So we actually develop that relationship like right away. Oh right? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like saying that we don't have a relationship with our own bodies is not true. Yeah. Because we do, right? W-
1: like. Yeah, I think we substitute our mental and emotional state with with our physical yeah, to avoid really understanding our mental and emotional state. Yeah. Right. So how'd
0: you get here, man? Like, how'd you get to this from like, you know, 10 years ago when you were, I drove, <laughs> man, I love having <laughs> my brother on. I just love it. How'd you get here? I drove through a car. Yeah. How did you get from, cause when you first started training, you were yeah. training differently. Yes. Right? You were training yeah. well, and maybe it was just the, the, climate at the time but how did you get to where you are now because when dude you know as well as i do man most trainers never get out of the training stage right
1: oh yeah i mean i've been doing it 15 almost 15 years now maybe a little bit over and uh when i first started this wasn't information Mm -hmm. i mean the disconnect between physiotherapy and and fitness was there was so there was such a vast space between the two elements Mm -hmm. of health right uh, now that bridge is a lot closer, but like you just said, there's a lot of trainers who still have the primitive mindset of aesthetics, mm-hmm. so they don't tackle what the mind is doing. Mm-hmm. They don't. They may go, "Oh yeah, you know, think about what you're doing," but but how? they're talking about but how, how like, do you think about yeah, it? Yeah, right.
0: Like they're th- they're talking like think about what you're doing so you don't hurt yourself. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah.
1: So then you get the other side of it where the physiotherapy they. Always have typically been, well, we'll fix you when you get injured mm-hmm. because that's the basis of physio, right? Yeah, you injure yourself. I mean, we've all been to physio many, Too many times. times, yeah, yeah. And you go and you do these things, but they don't teach you how do you prevent re-injuring it, mm-hmm. or how do you how do you train your body to let or your mind to let go of the fact that you were injured? Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. most elite athletes, when they get injured, they're never the same.
0: That's a good point. But that's
1: not physically. Yeah. That's mental. Right? That's their brain telling them that they're weaker.
0: Yeah. Right? In that spot, in yeah. that area. And they must protect it. And so yeah, they, they go ginger on it. They, yeah. Uh, yeah. Gingerly, not ginger, like not a redhead on it. But they're, they're never,
1: just, they're never, if they're not mentally strong, if they're not mentally strong, then they'll, they'll never be the same. Mm-hmm. Right? And you see it all the time in sports.
0: Yeah. Especially in football, right? Cause it's just so, it's so like, um, <clears throat> it's so re- like prevalent when you see that person come back on the field because mm-hmm. they put so much focus on them that you can't help but notice mm-hmm. when they yeah. don't cut the same or they go down instead of take the hit, like yeah. those kinds of things. Like it's sad when I saw Adrian Peterson like go down instead of take a hit, right? Like, yeah. but it's got to be his coconut, you know. How many teams has he been on, that kind of stuff. Well,
1: I mean, he almost set the record after his surgery. So I know. Guys are Yeah. Yeah.
0: All
1: so, right. <laughs> is that it? Is that all you want to talk about? No. What do you want to talk about, <laughs> dude? Ask me a question and I'll tell you an answer.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is the thing. Usually, when this is a, this is the difference when you sit down with someone who's not an alcoholic or an addict, and you're talking to them, and they're like, "Dude, I don't have to talk." But when it's an alcoholic or an addict, it's like you can't shut them up. Uh-huh. Like, we <laughs> talk all just constantly, man. Like yeah. that's all we do is talk. Well, but that's, that's a good
1: thing though because that's part of that's part of the recovery. Yes. Is, yeah. is talking right yeah for sure
0: so when when you develop like so when a person is in recovery say for take my my case okay so i was sober for quite a few years then i hurt my back and like found out i had a bunch of missing discs well your back was hurt prior but i found out that i had hurt my back yeah yeah um and then from there i had to change well everything Like in terms of my day-to-day life, my workouts, all that kind of stuff. So, but instead of, so this is something that I hear all the time and, and I'm just, you can obviously clear it up probably a lot better than I can. So I'm at the gym and I'm doing what I can do, which is cardio, right? So big guy comes over and he's like, oh man, like, but like, so this is all you can do. And we've had a little bit of a rapport for a bit, like gotten to know each other a little bit. So he feels comfortable. Saying anything to me, um, which is weird, because remember we used to go to the gym together and people just wouldn't talk to us. I don't well, know. But that's what because it is about. like
1: we didn't want to talk to them. I
0: know, and it's still the same.
1: So the ener- <laughs> the energy was given out to just <laughs> go go over to your machine. <laughs> Do your little thigh buster thing and leave us alone. Leave us alone. Go do
0: your thing. Well, apparently as I get older, it's Mm. easier to approach (laughs) me because people are coming and talking to me.
1: It's because you're doing cardio, buddy.
0: That's probably what it is. They're like, oh, he's, he's sensitive enough. We can talk to him. He's on, (laughs) he's only doing cardio. Um, but so this guy comes over and he starts talking and I know that like, first of all, the gym is daunting. Like it's a daunting place to go if you've never been and not everybody has, um, It's a, it's daunting because when I went back after my surgeries and stuff for the first time, dude, I felt like I didn't want to be there. I'm like, this is awful, man. No wonder people don't come here. Like there's just so much like grunting and, you know, like showboating and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not saying I didn't do it when I was younger. I probably did probably (laughs) way too much. You know, I'd probably stare at girls while I was supposed to be spotting my brother, you know, and he's choking to death. What? Yeah.
1: You would never do that. You
0: only passed out like twice. I think it was more so him thrice. doing it to me.
1: I passed out thrice. thrice. <laughs> just to be clear. Um,
0: so this guy comes up and he goes, You know that Ronnie Coleman like had ten back surgeries, eh? And he still like competed. And I looked at him, I took my headphones out, and I was very careful and very like <laughs> purposeful. And I took him out and I said, Did you honestly just compare me to Ronnie Coleman, the bodybuilder? <laughs> and he's looking at me and he's like, Well, yeah, like what's the difference? I'm like, Really? Like you don't know the difference just looking at me between me and Ronnie Coleman, the dude's a professional bodybuilder, bro.
1: Well, and and those guys are on steroids. <laughs> they're the, on whatever you can do on. a lot of a lot of physical feats when you're jacked up on dude, stuff.
0: And, and here's the here's what I'm getting at though is that there's still the mentality of that that that's the only way to train, right?
1: Oh, for sure. Like the, yeah. I
0: mean, and it's ridiculous, dude. I am not Ronnie Coleman.
1: Well, 15 years ago when I got into the business, that's all. That you, when I started in the gym, when I started at Good Life, there was only bodybuilders who were trainers. Mm. I was the only non-like physique-oriented trainer yeah. in the place. So when I brought the kettlebell in for the first time, I mean these guys were losing it. Yeah. Well, what can you do with that thing?
0: Did you Remember, ever hit anybody with it to show you them you can what you do? You can
1: do a lot with, with this. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't do it when you're standing looking at yourself in the mirror. Yeah. And you got to do some work. Yeah. Right. But that's the mentality, and it's still, it's not as bad. Mm-hmm. I will say it's not as bad, but it went the other extreme. So now you have things like CrossFit, mm-hmm. and I will give a shout-out to CrossFit because 75% of my business comes from CrossFit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so when they break themselves doing CrossFit, they come and they oh, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right, man. Everybody out there, get involved in CrossFit. <laughs> like, make sure you're no, doing it. No, no, don't. I'm just kidding. Don't do it. I
1: like the business, but I would rather not have people hurt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, Especially I'm- not that way. I mean, exercise should never never injure you. Mhm. Like you're supposed to do it to make yourself healthier and yet you're going to work so hard and push your body so hard mm-hmm. that you get injured and then can't do it.
0: Yeah. I it, that's the thing, man. Like I <laughs> It's I, weird I,
1: to me. It's a very fascinating element.
0: I want that quote to be taken out of this is that You should not exercise to hurt yourself? Is that how you said it?
1: Well, you should never get hurt exercising. Exercise should only benefit your day-to-day life. You don't need to get
0: hurt exercising. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it just should never, you know. Well, I guess you don't have to. It's a mindset thing, though, because people sit for 25, 25. How many hours in a day? I don't know. They sit for for 20-plus hours a day. Yeah. Right? And then they go and work out super hard for 45 minutes and get hurt. And then they wonder why. Yeah, I guess. Because their you, bodies aren't ready. You, you can't, you can't do that. It's yeah. not, it's not. I mean, l- let me rephrase that. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. But if you're looking what? for like real health mm-hmm. and real like physical pain-free moving, you're, mm-hmm. you're not going to do that. You're yeah. not going to train that way.
0: Yeah. And that's the reason. Well, honestly, that's like one of the main, besides you're my brother, um, but one of the main reasons I wanted you to come on and talk about the, your training and stuff. Is because of that, right? Because the the using logic and reason to like get people invested in their bodies and in their health and mm-hmm. stuff, like to me that's like the best the best way to get anyone involved in anything is to just be reasonable about it. Yeah. Right? Like be logical with it. Just takes longer. Of course
1: it takes longer. Because people right? don't want I mean, they do. If if you really ask somebody truthfully, they would they would answer that they just they wanna they wanna move pain free. Mm-hmm. But because they're shoved other stuff in their face constantly, they they think they want the superficial stuff, right? But that it'll leave you injured for sure. Mm -hmm. It's it's not longevity is not um, does not longevity doesn't come with that kind of training.
0: Yeah. Well, it seems to like it would be hard to maintain it into your like 50s and 60s. I know some people do it. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Like, yeah, for sure. Um, and there's always anomalies yeah. to these things. Uh, it's the same with recovery of any kind, right? Yeah. Um, but the idea that I want to get out there is that for people who are in recovery and maybe they're struggling, thinking they have to do a certain thing in order to get healthy mm-hmm. or whatever, right? And that there's much more to health than just like going and like throwing weights around, right? Not that that's not bad. I'm not saying
1: it's uh, a bad thing. I, th- I miss I th- it, so. But I think I think sometimes it's counterintuitive because you're going from you're going from a very intense um way of thinking when you're addicted mm-hmm. to something. Yeah. Because you're searching for that.
0: Well, and you're obsessed with it.
1: Yeah. And yeah. and it gives you a certain feeling when you when you do that drug or you drink that mm-hmm. alcohol or or it's sex or food or whatever the mm-hmm. addiction is. So you, you seek for that again. Mm. So then when you turn to like really intense exercise, which in, it releases a lot of endorphins, which is what people seek. Yeah. We love endorphins. You're replacing, you're replacing one high with, with another high. Yeah. And if you don't get that when you work out, you think the working out is not effective. Yeah. And that's just not true. Mm. Moving is more effective than, than working out.
0: Yeah. Well, the right. movement is more important too, right? In the long run. Yeah.
1: And I mean, we're, we're not designed to lift weights. We're designed to move. We're designed yeah. to climb and crawl and jump and run. And mm-hmm. we're not designed to squat 400 pounds. And yeah. so if you are getting injured doing it, well, that's why. Because yeah. we're not designed for it. Yeah. But I don't necessarily believe that there's a wrong method. I believe there's wrong timing. I be- just believe people do things when their bodies aren't ready. To
0: do it, yeah. So they're not preparing properly, and they don't
1: want to take the time, yeah, to to build up to it.
0: Well, because one of the things I did when I overtrained all the time when I was first newly sober, one of the things I did was I ate like crap, and I just tried to make up for it with the workouts, Mm -hmm. right? Like, so it wasn't like I was healthy; I was just riding high on the endorphins from the workouts, mm -hmm. and then just eating garbage. And and then you think about
1: you think about so you kind of eat what you want, work out hard. Yeah, that's you think it's a counterbalance, but what what people don't understand is if you don't feed your body properly to a to accompany the type of training you're doing, mm-hmm. you're doing worse for your body. Yeah, because there's no there's no recovery in your body. Yeah, so there's no there's no proper proteins and carbs and fats and all mm-hmm. the the micronutrients that the body needs when yeah. you when you break it down. Yeah, so there's no real recovery. Mm-hmm. So then it's just the accumulation of that training over and over and over. And eventually you will break Yeah. If you, if you don't, I mean, that's everyone who wants to train like an athlete, but they don't really want to train like an athlete. Yeah. But we're not athletes. Well, you could be if you ate like them, yeah. if you recovered like them, if yeah. you spent every waking moment of your day, you know, thinking about it yeah. and and not just exercising like a, or working out like an athlete, but living like an athlete, mm-hmm. then you could train like an athlete.
0: Possibly. Yeah. And and so what I'm getting at here, though, is that we're not all built the same, though. Right? So not all of us can train like that, you know, like, or in the long run, right?
1: And 90% of us, I don't like using the word, but shouldn't. Yeah. We shouldn't train like that.
0: Because we're not designed that way.
1: Right? We sit behind a desk. Yeah. Right? There's a huge percentage of the population that don't move very much.
0: I, I find that like hard to believe <laughs>
1: It's because I just
0: don't understand where the time goes, right? So I have the same amount of time in a day that everybody else does. Yeah. How, how is it possible that we're not moving more than that?
1: Well, you think about it. You wake up. You sit down. So you've already slept. So you're not moving much. Yeah. You get up. Have Depends your how you got to
0: sleep though, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All
1: right. <laughs> I'm not getting into that one. All right. But then you sit. You have your coffee. You have your breakfast. Uh, watch the news, whatever you read the paper, whatever it is. If there's even papers anymore, is there?
0: I think some people still have them.
1: Then you get on the bus, or you get in your car, or on the transit. So you're sitting mm-hmm. again. You walk a hundred feet to your office from the train station or whatever, and then you sit. Mm-hmm. And then you might get up for lunch, but then you go and you sit to eat your lunch. Then you come back and you sit the rest of the day. Shit. Then you drive home, which is sitting, because I've yeah. never seen any stand-up cars. <laughs> Then you sit with Segways. your family, right? Segways, yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> but then you sit with your family because you want to, you know, Hang enjoy out, some yep. time and you watch some TV and then you go to bed. And then do it all over again. Yeah. So you stand in the shower for whatever length. Yeah. So really, if you think about the average day for a person, how much do they really move? I, where, I Where's, where's yeah. the correlation between, um, like, w- where did we lose it? Mm-hmm. But well, that's that's just the demand of our society right
0: yeah and i i think that demand will change obviously with automation and stuff like that but um as yeah maybe been, as it's been yeah. right now that is it and i know there's like people so do, what do you think about the standing desks like is that
1: uh but you can still stand still
0: yeah yeah
1: right so you're not moving you're that's just
0: standing right. yeah yeah
1: i mean standing is better than sitting for sure for your back for sure yeah. because your hips aren't closed off and you're not yeah. In that position for Unless so long. Unless you're me, then standing
0: for too long is not that <laughs> yeah, sitting. Yeah, fair yeah. enough.
1: But it, you're still sedentary. That's yeah. the issue. Is that our bodies function off of movement. We're designed yeah. to move. I mean, that's that's what we're built for. Yeah. We might not be in a million years. I mean. But we're different now than we were a million yeah. years ago. Yeah, so, for yeah. sure. So we might be hunched over, you know, and not even require those types of muscles yeah. anymore. But we do need them now.
0: Yeah. <sighs> I I just
1: think it's so crazy that like whenever
0: you see, I mean, I know Hollywood's Hollywood, right? And that's that's beside the point. But when you see like, uh, like special forces soldiers of some kind, like, and I've known a few, they're very much average looking dudes. Like they're just dudes that look like Johnny from the car dealership. Right. Mm -hmm. Like they're not giant, um, bodybuilder type people. Like they're, they're lean, they're strong as hell Mm. like
1: but but functional strong
0: that's what i'm getting at right they're functional so they they don't um because i still think that about like military training some of it is so like spot on the stuff that you're talking about in terms of running jumping um being resilient Mm -hmm. you get that way from running a lot first of all because then you can run right but you also get that from doing push-ups like all day mm. long. Now, I don't. I'm not saying that push-up is the best exercise. I'm just saying that those. It's basic, better than chest press. Yeah, the basic movements yeah, for that sure. you're taught in basic training. Yeah. I think are the fundamentals behind probably good movement. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you don't, you don't have to take it that to that extent. But mm. like I've, I've yet to see in real life, not on movies and stuff. But I mean, I've yet to see in real life um, a giant, um, roided up. Special operator.
1: Yeah, there's not. There wouldn't be. There wouldn't be, like big muscle head active duty guys. It would be a very right? small percentage. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I can't remember any time that I was over there that I saw any guys that were giant. Yeah, like, I, like and active, I, active guys, but guys that are like stateside mm-hmm. or or even here, like in Canada. Yeah. And they're just on a base. They're probably all. They got nothing else to do. Well, and, that, Wake and up, that's do PT, do your courses, yeah. and then work out.
0: But a certain point in time, like those people, those guys are and girls are athletes, right? Like those are the girls and guys that can train like athletes. Yeah. yeah but yeah. they don't train in those unsafe ways as much as your average Joe does because no. they they real you realize that if you're two hundred and eighty pounds, you're you're gonna have a harder time running. Especially if you're 280 pounds solid muscle. And
1: you're going to have a harder time carrying somebody if you need to carry your yeah. buddy for a long period of time, right? Yeah,
0: because all those muscles oh. take energy yeah, yeah, for and, sure. and all that stuff, right? Yeah, most definitely.
1: Yeah. Muscle requires a lot of oxygen yeah. to function, right? Yeah. So that's why in, in any sport, if you see a guy that's over muscular, they're going to gas quicker yeah. than everybody else.
0: That's usually what happens, right? Yeah. Like Especially what gonna, in endurance sports. Yeah. Like when you see UFC fights and stuff like that, we both like the fights. Yep. for the most part, um, the bullshit aside. But like, the,
1: <laughs> I like that stuff. Yeah, it, it makes me
0: laugh. I just I don't, don't
1: like, like when they apologize in the fight. Yeah, McGregor, <laughs> McGregor, why you apologize? Yeah, anyway. I mean,
0: who knows, whatever their issues are, right? Like, yeah. But it, the the truth is, when you see this big Jack dude come in, and you're like no man like he, if he hits you sure yeah he for might sure. like take yeah. your face completely off but if he doesn't hit you you can be tired big boys get tired oh yeah that's a right? lot of yeah
1: for sure man even though and, they condition pretty good most and of them. it's uh it's different energy system too so when strikers grapple that's mm-hmm. hard that's yeah. hard on a striker especially they, if they can don't conserve train their energy striking yeah but when you grapple i mean you're you have a person who knows what they're doing trying to throw you around right yeah which is that's hard
0: man i i never was that so true as in that mcgregor fight watching that guy just work him over on the ground oh man. yeah yeah and
1: most and definitely just
0: but, watching how tired he was getting right like um yeah. uh, and i I don't, I don't know what his training is like connor's or the he's other a guys. striker
1: he's a great striker really wonderful good striker. wonderful
0: fighter right um but i watched a video of that other dude wrestling a bear dude yeah. Because <laughs> he's Russian, man. Dude, if, like, seriously, if you're going to fight that guy, you uh, see that video before you fight him, like, do you fight him?
1: Yeah, I don't know. He was, like, 10. He's, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, and, and he started wrestling at 10. Yeah. Right? So when you have a guy that starts wrestling at that age, I mean, if you get in a grappling match, he's going to win. Yeah, he do
0: not want to go down with no. a guy like that. Unless
1: you're, unless you're, really, good, unless you're really good at submissions mm-hmm. from the bottom, you're going to have a hard time with a guy like that.
0: Yeah, no doubt. But just for everyone's knowledge, like I have absolutely no information about the subject. I am like so (laughs) ignorant of it. Like, um, but I did like watch the highlights because last week we both, (laughs) you, you recorded it or watched it later. Right. And, um, I got, I got up in the morning and watched like just the fight on YouTube Yep. and like, what, a, like what a clinic that dude put on, like on the ground, he just worked him, just worked him over and over and over again. Yeah. Right. Like, and yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I don't know anything about grappling, nothing about like judo or anything like that or jujitsu, but I can definitely tell you that as an observer, that, that guy was pretty good.
1: And normally if, if normal, if an average person who doesn't do that kind of stuff comments on, oh, he gave up or he just, I have you, no you'd idea, be like, yeah. dude, shut up. Yeah. But when it's high level fighters saying he just quit, yeah, he quit. I mean, cause he, he couldn't do it. Yeah. And right. when you apologize to the other guy in the middle of a fight, you know, and you try to get out of it, yeah. y- you mentally you know you're it's over.
0: Yeah, you've been
1: beaten. You don't apologize.
0: Yeah. I my favorite quote of the whole thing was Joe Rogan's quote like the next um, no, it was during the fight when he had him. And the one announcer, whoever that guy was that the Canadian guy that was announcing with Joe, the guy that does the TSN? Thing? Anyway, it doesn't matter. I couldn't see him, all I could hear was a voice and he says something and Joe's like I'll tell you why he's not getting up. Because he's getting his face punched in. Yeah. Like he's tired, he's exhausted. Yeah, he's yeah. getting his face punched in. And I'm like, that's probably the most astute observation I've heard. Yeah. Because Joe knows he's tired. He's like, that's why he's not getting up, man. It's not because he doesn't want to get up. It's because he can't. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. And I and I think uh Dominic Cruz said it best. He said he's McGregor's used to be in the hammer. Mm-hmm. So when he's hitting guys, he's he, that he loves that. Yeah. But when he's the nail. He quits. Nobody likes being And he, and he being quit nail. against Diaz, oh, right? Did he? Oh yeah, he, the first Diaz fight, he quit, man. He he didn't even try to get out of that choke, really, because he became the nail. Yeah. And a lot of guys, if you don't grapple, like when I did judo, for that little brief time, that was probably one of the hardest things I ever did, yeah. getting thrown around. Yeah. And I didn't like it. As a striker, I didn't. I I, I didn't enjoy it. Mm. But yeah, he quit. Oh man. But that, that's that's the way it is.
0: I would have quit when I saw the video of him wrestling a bear. <laughs> I said, dude, I, I'd, keep I'd my have money. More, I'd
1: have more respect for him if they were like walking through the woods and he just picked a random bear and wrestled them. I know, man. But it was a bear cub on a chain. I know. You know, it's it was, all a, it was a pet. It was like me yeah. wrestling around with my Malamute. Yeah. Just bigger and a bear.
0: And a bear. Bigger <laughs> <laughs> and a bear. Yeah. But Harry just the same. That's true. Yeah, and whiny probably. Very whiny. I miss Sammy though. <laughs>
1: um,
0: all right, brother. Well, tell you what, man. Um, we've covered everything, I think. Okay. Unless there's stuff you want, you want to talk about. So one of the questions I have for you actually, is okay. not it's not about like uh, physical stuff, really. Okay. Sort of. But how did you avoid? Because you're your our older brother and I both went through this shit with, like, addiction and stuff, how did you avoid it? What do you think was, like, your biggest... Do you do you have any dude,
1: idea? Dude, I, I... For, like, more specifically for Greg, I saw how, like, much it changed him physically. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you remember when he was in his worst... When we used to visit him in that... What was that program oh, called?
0: I don't even want to say the name, dude. We talked about it last week yeah. on his the podcast. The program... He, dude, he
1: just looked like he was... Yeah, I mean, his eyes were sunken in, man. Yeah, and, dude. And, and how old would I have been? Uh, seven, seven
0: or eight? Well, he how old was he? Sixteen. So
1: seven, I would have been yeah about, seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah. So I was 17-ish.
0: twelve or thirteen, thirteen there. Okay,
1: so I'd have been like eight or nine then. Yeah, man. you were like up almost ten. So that scared me, man. Yeah. When I saw that, I don't like I. I'm like, that's not even that's not even my brother. Yeah. You know, hence hence why I was not a fan of his for a long time. Yeah. Until I was probably. I think 17, I think yeah. 17 or 18 when I went back down there Yeah. to see him.
0: Yeah. But it was scary for you, man.
1: Yeah. And for you, to be honest, I didn't even know that you, you had an issue. Yeah. I, I mean, because we were, you know, we, we were, we were in BC. Yeah. Partying with our cousin. Yeah. Shout out to Chris. Love you, dude.
0: Yeah, man. Brother. Yeah. Uh, he passed away from cancer and yeah, we miss you, man.
1: And uh, yeah, I, I, never even really knew. I mean, I maybe I did.
0: I, I have a feeling you did in the last like binge we were on because and, and and like a couple things stick out to me that I remember from it. I know uh,
1: in the bar you drank a lot. Yeah, I remember yeah. noticing how many you were pounding.
0: And and uh, he he you saved me. You probably don't even remember it, but you like one night we're at in Edmonton at it. I think it was weren't we up there visiting? On oh the yeah, map? with
1: yeah with uh fringe Klondike fest. Klondike days. Was it Klondike days? Okay, yeah. I always
0: got it confused with French. That's, that's the days. Edmonton
1: that's Stampede, right, Klondike? Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. So we
0: were up there, we were hanging out. And
1: And Edmonton Oilers, you suck. (laughs) (laughs) I just needed to throw that out there. Okay, sorry, Dave.
0: No, it's okay because you do suck. Yeah. By the way. Edmonton, you suck.
1: Yeah. Just in general. Just in general. Not even your team suck, but you suck. (laughs) We're the real capital of Alberta.
0: (laughs) Ah. And my aunt and uncle are up there right now going, you son of a gun. (laughs) (laughs) Um so he, you intercepted this. So I meant that we're at the bar and I remember this because like I was, when I got into a bar, I would do anything. I would take anything. I would, I would swallow anything like, um, that could go in a really bad direction, but we're going <laughs> to move on from there. I would take anything and uh, PG man, PG. PG. I know. Well, PG ish. <laughs> I did warn all the little children <laughs> go away. Um, except for you, you could stay totally. Um, so I, w- I was this lady, this girl, I say lady, she wasn't a lady. she I don't know if she was a lady. She might have been a lady. She was a, probably a fantastic human. She handed me a bag of mushrooms and, and all I remember is, because it was right in front of Nathan. I don't know if you remember this, but Nate was like, are you sure you want to eat those? Because he looked at the girl and he looked at me and he looked at the girl and he looked at me and he's like, I don't think you want to eat those, bro. <laughs> and I was like, are you sure? I kind of want to eat these and I didn't eat them because Nate was like stop me. God only knows what was in that bag, right? of stuff. Cuz I didn't know the girl. Like I had no idea. And obviously I didn't mind shady women. Nate obviously had a didn't like them very much being around me giving me drugs.
1: Probably. I just remember being like fairly drunk. Yeah. At so if I did do that, that was like I was really That drunk. was like a moment of clarity that I was unaware of.
0: Yeah. Like that's why I'm not sure you remember it, yeah. right? but I no. remembered it and that so that we're just talk about that last binge right when yeah, yeah. When we came back, and uh, it was yeah anyway man I just I just remember so many things he also saved me when we were at the nude beach we we're down at Rec Beach there in Vancouver yeah we're down there in the oh process. yeah I remember you remember that yeah so this is awesome not for me but for him <laughs> it's not awesome for me so this it's nude right this lady's laying down on her back and it's like she's not bad I'm like oh I'm but I'm kind of messed up right. I, I like kind of, I mean like 10 feet in a hole with my head. Right. Like, and I'm like, Oh, she's giving me the eyes. And then she sits up and like her skin comes falling down. And <laughs> I and remember he, that. Remember that? Yeah. And I was like, Oh, oh my God. <laughs> and I turned away like really quick. And then and I, th- I can't remember what you said. You were like, yeah, or something like that. <laughs> Cause I was getting a little bit of like, get, getting ready to make a move. Oh. I think. And it was you and Cahoon. I yeah. think that saved me. Oh, but, yeah. Um, so anyway, dude, I'm sorry. I interrupted you. No. So you what didn't know. What was I know. talking about? Well, you are talking about how you avoided this shit. Like uh, getting into yeah. trouble with the drugs now.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I think, but I do remember the dude, the dude on the nude beach who sold us mushrooms. Yeah. And he was naked. Yeah. And I remember thinking this is the weirdest <laughs> thing that I'm ever going to do in my life buy is mushroom. buy shrooms off a dude with his wang hanging <laughs> out. And we're Just sitting down. down. the beach. So his wang is like eye level. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: We're sitting there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, dude, I'm glad I'm wearing sunglasses. I don't get a little dong in my eyeball.
1: But I think I, I think it hit me maybe on the way home, the drive back from that. Yeah, that you were not. Yeah, not doing well. well. Yeah, you were not doing very good. And it was Grandpa's Grandpa's death, right? That really, yeah, hit it home. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: he died the same day I sobered up. Yeah. So it was like the the whole thing was wrapped up together. And right. So we have we share the my sober date is the same day my same year that my grandma Grandpa died um and so it was uh yeah it was really really confusing that time man like yeah. and, and things weren't weren't well for me so i
1: i, I never liked drinking it was not so, i never was a huge drinker in the military i never we'd go on the weekends i never yeah. really got too into it i just never really enjoyed it yeah. it's not i enjoyed smoking pot yeah quite a bit nah, but doesn't yeah. really but i don't know how i avoided it man i think just seeing you guys go through why would i do that yeah Good. Why? Yeah. Why would I want to put myself through something that, especially Greg? I, yeah. I can still like visualize him just looking like Walking Dead. Dude, you can still see that. It, man. it was awful, man. Yeah, man. I, I felt so bad for him. Like and I remember being eight or nine and not being able to, like, I mean, eight or nine. How do you vocalize, like, seriously, bro? i tell you how we vocalized it. We were in that, remember
0: the kids' group that we'd go and sit in? And we yeah. sit sitting there and we just, like, be like mad and we'd talk shit. And, yeah. Yeah. And then, but then I, I still, even though out of all that, all I remember is Greg at the front of that. Remember that auditorium man where they would pray these fucking kids, I know, man. man. Like it was awful. I, I, and all I see is his sunken eyes, yeah. sunken cheeks. Like yeah. the, and, and I just think like, I, I don't think that was necessary for him. I don't think it was necessary for us to yeah. be honest with you yeah. or for him to be paraded up there like that. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I, we talked about it a little bit last week on, on Darcy's podcast about um, just the intention behind doing stuff like that. Understand what the intention is. It's to find some humility for these kids, right? But is it
1: humility or humiliation?
0: Exactly what we were talking about. So what's, about. what
1: yeah. like, the fine line, because even at eight or nine, you, I knew that there was not, there was something wrong with what was going on. Yeah. like Because it was almost like visiting him in, in like a, a prison, but but they were telling it wasn't, you it, it wasn't, wasn't a prison. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a prison. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That was that was not a good time. No man to see Greg like that. Yeah, and I yeah for you I don't know man I don't there might have been signs, but it was almost overnight when you were like that's it. Yeah, because it got it got so bad
0: in my head. Yeah, like that you know it just got so bad in yeah. my head that I just couldn't live there anymore. Like it, and it wasn't like the. Like, with Greg, with the cocaine, like, the cocaine is just so different. Like, it's such a different drug, man. It, it just saps everything you got, like, right away. Like, especially if you get hooked really quick, right? And as a kid,
1: he was, like, obviously, you know? Oh, yeah. That was, like, yeah, that was bad, man.
0: Yeah. Well, I can
1: tell you I never did cocaine because of Greg, right? Like, I never tried it. Never. I've yeah. been offered probably a thousand, a hundred thousand times yeah. in my life and would never touch it. Yeah. Never even think about Saying yes to it, so it's so funny, hey, because I'm yeah. an
0: alcoholic and an addict. Never said yes. No, I even like I could be really super high <laughs> on morphine and I'd be on my pedestal because <laughs> I'm on morphine and not cocaine, you pricks. <laughs> and I, I would like be somewhere where there was cocaine and I go boop, knock it on the floor and be like, "Fuck y'all, yeah." yeah and so and that's a people, good thing. Well, people would just get so mad because cocaine makes people crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Like it just it seriously, I've never seen anyone on cocaine be like let's have a nice chat today. Huh? Shall yeah. we? Shall we have a conversation about well, your I mean feelings? You, were, you
1: worked in bars too. And when I worked in bars, I dealt with a lot of people that were on oh, Coke. Yeah, and man. it was the most unpleasant time to try to just even cope with somebody who was on that stuff. Yeah, right. Right. And you the can't best reason you know. with them. You know, it's no. basically you just have to drag them out by their face and yeah. leave it alone, right? Yeah. But, totally, man. Yeah.
0: Well, brother, I appreciate you coming, man. No problem, man. Yeah, man. And... uh Again, like um, how people contact you and get your book?
1: Uh, So the website is called movebettermoveoften.com. Okay. And the company is NJL Training. Okay. Myofascial exercise and decompression therapy is what we do. I'm I'm located at 1910 20th Avenue Northwest. So within the Nardella Health Clinic.
0: Right on. Thanks, brother. Yeah. you guys, like, seriously, check them out. If you have any sort of, if you don't have any injuries, check them out as well. Um, because why not check them out before you get injured? Yeah, seriously. Maybe you'll be able <laughs> why, to avoid getting. Why injured. Why would
1: you get injured when you don't have to? Yeah. I just wanted to mention one thing. We were going to kind of talk about um, uh, veterans. So oh, we thank we you. I offer twenty five percent for any emergency service workers. So that's police, uh, police, ambulance, fire. Um, anybody within the city that does emergency services. Uh, if you are a veteran, um, you can come talk to me personally and we will work out some to get you some therapy.
0: So like veterans or first responders can yep, come? Yeah, for
1: sure.
0: 25%? Yep. Okay. Um, so if you're hearing that out there, like that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, our whole family uh, is involved in supporting veterans in one way or another. Oh, 100%.
1: Um,
0: because yeah. both, both my brothers and myself were in the Army. I was... I'm going to make sure this is clear. They are soldiers. I am not a soldier. I was in the army on a dare. I was drunk. Mm -hmm. I woke up and I was in Fort Knox, (laughs) Kentucky. That's pretty much how it happened. Okay. I am not a soldier Never was. Uh, My brothers, however, much different animals. So our respect to everyone. Thanks for saying
1: that. Yeah. All right. man. Awesome.
0: On top of that, if you want to help veterans in your in your country, whether you're—I don't know what it's like in Europe or anything like that—but North North America specifically, look into it. If you're in a different country, we found out we're talking to other countries. So, um, how do you say hi in Irish? Uh, that's pretty much how you say it. Like, that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We we have some Irish blood in us, so we're not like totally in the index. Um, that's how you say hi. If anyone knows how to say hi in Croatia, like that's, we're talking to you too. And Australia, put another shrimp on the bobby. <laughs> Wait, that wasn't even Australian. No. Um, anyway, North America, uh, www.woundedwarriors.com uh, or .ca. Yeah. com will be for the U S .ca will be for Canada. You can get some really cool shit too. And some of the money goes to support some of the veterans is that Irish? Hey, is it hi H a I G H. And I said it like a Scotsman. So now you can all send me angry letters.
1: So even <laughs> Thanks, though man. we're Irish, he said it like a Scotsman. So make sure all the Irish out there call in right now. We're going to be <laughs> right taking now. calls for the next five minutes.
0: <laughs> so.
1: Don't worry about the long distance <laughs> charges um uh, NGL somebody training else will cover yeah, it <laughs> somebody somebody else will pay that just call collect directly to david's phone and let him know what a wanker he is
0: it's true i'm a wanker there's yeah. no doubt about it um again bro thanks again yeah, no dude. problem man. Appreciate thanks you for having, having me here man uh look if there's stuff that you think we could have covered we could have talked about seriously email us go through our website www.freedomspathrecoverysociety.ca send us an email let us know like if there's something that you want to talk about um
1: i can come back and we can really get technical about stuff yeah absolutely and because you're welcome back because that is anytime. my mo yeah is technical
0: we call him mr technical <laughs> i'm kidding it's not what we call him. no uh we also call him mr mathematics nope just kidding. What? <laughs> we would like to remind you that the opinions shared here are those of the individuals and not representative of Freedom's Path Recovery Society or any other affiliation we may share with organizations or individuals. These are our opinions. We're allowed to have them. A huge thank you to Wild Rose United Church for their open-hearted giving to the community at large. They have graciously provided us space and love for us to work within. We cannot thank the staff, volunteers, and members of the church enough for all that they do Each and every day. Again, my friend Darcy, thank you, my friend. Um, Darcy donates his time, expertise, and passion uh, to help us make this podcast a reality and try to get this information. That's great. Yeah. He's an awesome dude. Thanks, man. Uh, And he's going to eventually tell me that I cannot no longer thank him at some point because I do it every week and he just looks at me the same way. You
1: should just spend like an hour just saying, Darcy, you know, thanks, bud. And then go, hey, dude, bud, bud. Thanks. Thanks, bud. (laughs) And I'm just gonna say one thing: the great Buddha once said, "Don't be a dick."
0: Yeah, don't be a dick. I like it. Um, (laughs) I
1: can't remember where I was. All right, you were gonna thank Darcy again.
0: (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Hey, you know what, though, Darcy, thanks for bringing Samantha. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Thanks. And your hair looks beautiful. Yeah, you're welcome.
1: Thanks, Darcy. (laughs) Thanks. Thank you a lot.
0: Thanks a lot, Darcy. Thanks, Dave. And thanks, Heather, for uh, taking some pictures, being (laughs) in the background, making sure nobody comes in farting. Appreciate it. Uh, And I'm not here without each of our board members, uh, Trent Baker, Todd Deer, Christine Pimiskern, Heather Morgeau, Wayne Lurie, and John James. Thank you all so much. And to my friend Trent Baker, man, thank you and your group's continued support of me, both financially and spiritually along the way. Thank you for believing in me, man, when sometimes it was really hard for me to believe in myself. Uh, To all the individuals who graciously donate their money and time to helping Freedom's Path become a society, which is now a charity, thank you. Who is Freedom's Path? Well, we work directly with individuals and families struggling and suffering with addiction of all types. Mental illness, codependency, and the multitude of difficulties humans bring forward as they attempt to make life-altering changes. That's a mouthful. Last but not least, um, no, I already did, but I'll thank you again, bro. Anyway, thanks.
1: You never thank me. <laughs> I would like three thank yous, all in different languages.
0: This reminds me of a trip. When my parents were moving back down up here to Calgary from Los Angeles, and we were in the car driving up here, I had to drive up in the car with my little brother and his little brother Dude, wife, the friend, best, Andy. the best
1: human being on the planet,
0: Andy. <laughs> he is a good dude. Yeah, but how old were you guys? Because I would have been seventeen.
1: <clears throat> yeah, well, I would have been 13, 14? 13 or fourteen. Yeah, yeah somewhere. In so there.
0: these two guys driving up in the car, and I swear to God, my parents and I, we didn't get a minute of <laughs> peace with these two in the car—not one minute of peace. That's so lies. That's lies. You're getting, you're getting a glimpse of it. I don't have lies. to tell a lie. Everybody knows this is what's happening.
1: Everybody knows. <laughs> that we were the perfect travel companions for Satan.
0: <laughs> so you didn't end up to be an addict or an alcoholic, but you sure can not huh? lie like one. <clears throat> tell you that much. <laughs> I never said I didn't end up being
1: an addict. I just never went the drug and alcohol way.
0: Yeah, that's fair.
1: I think I went into the whole, I don't really like people way.
0: Yeah, but that's just, just kind kidding. of a result of living a life, right? Like, yeah, it's kind and of especially like in our
1: society and you don't really agree with a lot of stuff yeah that happens whatever man like i love everyone i'm just kidding
0: he does he's a he's a lover not a fighter all those wonderful things dude if i say a lie for you you gotta go along with it man
1: dave don't lie man all right you're better than that
0: (laughs) i don't know that i am sometimes um (laughs) if you're close to giving up regardless of what your difficulty might be please reach out to someone you can always give up tomorrow or maybe you won't have to To anyone listening, imagine that your voice might be the only one someone hears inside their darkness. What is it you would like to say to them? What is it you would like to hear when you're there? If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast or looking to make a donation or help in some other way, please contact us through our website, www.freedomspathrecoverysociety.ca or find us on Facebook at Freedoms Path Recovery Society. And as for me, I'm David Lurie. I wish you all the best wherever you are. Be safe and try to have some fun because our time here is quite limited. Take care.